Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. So I don't think I don't think that Coach Brian Flores, I don't think that that he's the the W.E.B. Du Bois of the NFL. I I don't think that he's the Marcus Garvey or the Martin Luther King or the Malcolm X or the Harriet Tubman or the Ida B. Wells or the Rosa Parks or even Al Sharpton. Shout out to Al Sharpton. It's It's pretty cool to be on in D.C., W.O.L. 95.9 FM just a couple of hours before Al Sharpton on the same on the same station as Al Sharpton, man. It's, it's, that's a I'm, I, I feel like I'm moving up in the in the in the radio world and up the the, the rankings in, in Arbitron Nielsen. But I don't think I don't think that Coach Flores is suing the NFL because he's looking to be a trailblazer and pave the way writing decades of wrongs towards African-American coaches and other people of color that have been disenfranchised by the NFL and haven't been treated well by the NFL. I don't, I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's a, he's a defensive coach, right? It's his job to exploit weakness. And the NFL, the NFL only has one black head coach, right? And it's Mike Tomlin. So basically, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to another Super Bowl. And he's the only black head coach in the NFL. NFL has 70%, roughly, more than two-thirds of the rosters in the NFL are black. So you would just think, I'm just using common sense. I'm not, I'm not um speculating. I'm not, I'm not going X-Files. I'm not going conspiracy theory. I'm not QA nodding this. If 70% of the players in the NFL are black. You would think that there's a decent pool of coaches. I'm not saying that 70% of the coaches in the NFL should be black. You would think that there's a, a moderately decent pool of coaches. I heard someone say, well, a lot of players, players make a whole lot of money, so they may not want to coach. And I say to that, bah humbug. That that's that's foolishness. Because most people that play in the NFL only play for for three years, four years. And they're not making huge money. They're not making enough money to live the, the rest of your life. And you would think that, that that people that played in the NFL would have an understanding of the culture that it takes to succeed in the NFL. What happens in the locker room in the NFL? How you have to train your body. How you have to practice. What leadership means. Because they know who they would follow when they were players. You look at guys that played in the NFL like Mike Vrabel. Were fantastic coaches feel like they look like they could could strap it up and suit up. Now there's 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 value to being an NFL player. Now you don't have to be an NFL player, but you would think that there is an adequate pool of potential coaches within the African American community when seventy percent of the rosters are black. So I don't think that that Coach Flores. Once again, was a criminal mastermind. What I think, but not a criminal mastermind for for social justice. I don't think that he's trying to save the world. 
I think he's exploiting a weakness. He's he's basically a defensive coordinator, head coach, someone that's experienced in exploiting weakness, and he's looking at the NFL. He's saying, man, these guys are doing a lot of seven-step drops, They're, and their left tackle sucks. He's got the he's got the 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 Buddy Ryan four six defense the forty six defense versus the NFL because he knows only one out of thirty two head coaches are black. If you were trying to win a case about discrimination, that's a pretty darn good cause to sue and potentially win a case about discrimination when only one of thirty two jobs are filled by an African American. That's almost case closed. I don't think that you need Johnny Cochran or Ali McBeal or Blair Underwood when he was on L.A. Law or the one lawyer from 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 Law and Order, the guy that wears the three piece suits all the time. That's the that's the D.A. Law and Order SVU. I don't think that you need an all time great lawyer to be able to put two and two together. That something is askew. If the hiring practices for for African Americans in the NFL are that lopsided, that looks like systematic racism to me. I mean, they're coincidences, right? But when it's only one out of thirty-two, that's that's not a coincidence. And I think a lawyer got in his ear, and 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 Brian Flores was humiliated because he was supposed to obviously he he Brian first of all Brian Flores won in Miami now he didn't he didn't get into to the playoffs and he didn't he wasn't a Super Bowl contender but he had a winning record in Miami with a really really bad roster and he wanted to take Justin Herbert and they took Tua and I wanted I like Tua so I, I, people are wrong I, I thought the Tua was going to be a stud in the NFL but he wanted to take Justin Herbert. And they had a chance to take Justin Herbert, and they took Tua instead. And with Tua and Fitzmagic, Brian Flores still was above 500. Was very competitive. One of the few coaches gave Belichick hell. He'd been very competitive, winning games with a bad offensive line, with a mediocre quarterback, not a whole lot of weapons. And just winning games on grit, strategy, and defense. And he didn't get along with the with the owner, didn't get along with the GM, and didn't get along. But he was but he was ticked off, right? Because they're they're riding him about performance. He's like, hey, I wanted to take Justin Herbert. You guys took Tua. So back the bleep off. And that didn't sit well, and they fired him. And you would think that he he had interviews with the Bears. I think he had an interview with the Texans. But with this Rooney Rule stuff, I think you come to find out a lot of these guys, they, they're not really getting legitimate interviews. I've been saying that about the Rooney Rule for years. That it's just a check the box. I'm not a huge fan of the concept of affirmative action. You have to have affirmative action because there's, there's so many people that are disenfranchised, so many different classes. I wish that the world was a meritocracy. The best wins to the victor goes to spoils. But we know that in the Good Old Boys Network, people hire individuals that they identify with, that they're comfortable with, that they can have a beer with, that they can play around the golf with, that they can go on a trip to Hawaii with and bring the wives and bring the kids and all of that stuff. 
the word implicit bias is often used in these type of situations. And what Lance J is saying, there's implicit bias, but it's deeper than that. And that's why a lawyer got into Coach Flores's ear because it's deeper than implicit bias. It's not just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm likely to cohort with people that look like me, that that eat the same foods that I like, that have the same taste that I like. The truth of the matter is, there is direct racism. Read the the Gruden emails. That was more than ten years ago. There's racism in the NFL. I, I'm saying it's deeper than that. It's deeper than, hey, I want to hire someone because they remind me of me and I'm comfortable with this. It's like, no, we don't believe that black people are smart enough to coach. We're not going to make an African-American the CEO of our company. We're not giving him the keys to the kingdom. They're not smart enough. They're not articulate enough. They're not good enough leaders. Their cerebral cortex does not process information at the same speeds that others do. And you saw, you saw with, with, with Flores, he had this interview with the Giants. Bill Belichick texts him congratulating him for, for saying that, hey, yes, I, I heard that the that the Giants are, are, are high on you and they're, they're going to hire you. And then it's like, oops, I meant to say Brian Dabble. Not you, my bad. Carry on. Go back to your day. Giants had already made a decision. They hadn't even interviewed Coach Flores yet, but they had made their decision. They were just bringing, they were only bringing in Coach Flores in so they could check the box and say that they brought in a black person interview which to me is worse than not getting an interview at all. I don't, I don't want to interview places to be a token black. I've interviewed at companies to be a token black and didn't realize it. But I don't want to go through that process. Nobody wants, that's, that's the grading, that's demeaning, that's demoralizing, that's a demotivator, a little bit of alliteration there. That's a terrible situation to me. And then you have, he has dirt because anyone that's in the NFL, they know where the bodies are buried. So he's basically saying that the, the, the owner of the Dolphins is is trying to pay him to tank games. And then Hugh Jackson's chiming in saying, hey, when I was in Cincinnati, they wanted to pay me to tank games. And so Brian Flores has the NFL over a barrel. And he knows that he has the NFL over a barrel. And he knows where the bodies are buried. And his lawyer knows, and people with common sense know, the NFL will do anything to protect the shield. And I think that we understand somebody's out there. There's some there's some Donald Sterling moments in email and in tape conversations that are out there. And we know that that's out there. I'm just using my common sense. I don't know who. I don't know if it's Jerry Jones. I don't know if it's Daniel Snyder. I don't know if it's my guy Jim Ursay. I don't know if it was Paul Allen when he owned the Seahawks before he passed away. I don't know who it is, but there's someone out there that's on the wire. That's that's on the the Lester Freeman wire, saying that hey man we can't we can't have a black head coach man they're 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 not intelligent enough to be a coach come on man, what are you crazy black coach black GM we don't we don't do that I want to win, and NFL will do anything to keep those comments from going public, and tactically that's why it makes sense to sue because the NFL 
I think now, 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 Brian Flores is never going to coach in the NFL again, but I bet you he has a very high chance of winning a, an, an astronomical settlement. And when I say astronomical, I think he's going to get between 50 and 100 M's out of it. Just so they don't have to subpoena text messages and subpoena emails and, and subpoena recorded phone call conversations. And then you have every black coach, because this is a class action lawsuit. You don't, you don't want all the, you don't want Eric B. Enemy. Hugh Jackson, Jim Caldwell. You know what? These guys all coming together and saying that, hey, Jim Caldwell, he took the Lions to the playoffs twice. He went to a Super Bowl with the Colts. I'm not saying that he's the best coach in the entire world, but I'm saying you got guys like Matt Rule that never coached in the NFL. You got guys that Joe Judge that never coached in the NFL. They're just getting jobs. Oh, these guys are so smart. They're so brilliant. They're so great. You got Matt Patricia. Every, every, every other Bill Belichick staff person that's gone in and, and, and put together a 5-11 and 11 campaign. I just, I just think that, that these things are the tip of the iceberg. And in the NFL, they will do anything to keep the truth from coming out. And the truth is, if you really start digging into that data, you're going to find out there's a lot. You know what? I don't want to talk about implied systematic racism. I'm not talking about what looks like disenfranchisement. I'm talking about literal racism. Lance Day Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon. 7, Seven. Studios. Studios.